0: My job is actually to make this podcast the best podcast episode that you've ever had.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to VUX World, the practical voice podcast. This week, me and Dustin are speaking to Sean Canugo of Silver. Silver is an agency over in Canada that are helping the enterprise uh, digitally transform their organizations through the power of voice sean is a fantastic speaker he's a keynote speaker he's the founder of silver really really passionate guy really inspirational guy and this episode is full of stories and anecdotes and insights that will definitely teach you a thing or two and and have you thinking about things a little bit differently without further ado ladies and gentlemen this is vux world So, without further ado, um, let's introduce our guest who will be uh, providing the entertainment for the best podcast yet Sean Canugo. Sean, welcome.
0: Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, guys. Listen, before we begin, before you give the intro, you know, there's probably a lot of people that come on your podcast that, you know, they probably have listened to a couple episodes. I have probably listened to 90% of the episodes that you guys, that that you've, that you have uh, produced. I love the rundown. In fact, I actually like it better. Sometimes, you know, with the guests, they're good. Don't get me wrong, but I like it when you guys are together and talking about voice, and and you know Dustin's providing his sort of uh, technical insights, and and uh, you know Kane, you're asking back. if I like that. I like you two. I need more of you two together.
1: <laughs> that's that's thank you. That's that's uh, feedback. Yeah, thank you very. Thanks for that. That's really good feedback. What do you think, Dustin? I think we should. What we we'll do it. every every night. Are we going to do it now?
2: Uh, yeah, you're too kind. Uh...
0: I think we should have that at the beginning of every podcast. Yes. Absolutely. And listen, just as a also, I just want to say before we begin, because I know you guys do this at the end, but if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, there's a lot of podcasts right now that are re- related to voice, but they're probably not as good as this. So it would really help the UX world if you could leave a rating and review into iTunes or wherever you're listening, this, listening to this. It, it's very important So do that right now. Don't listen to anything else. Just do that right now.
1: We'll give people just a minute to hop away from what they're doing, <laughs> hit that subscribe button, maybe even leave it a rating and a review, and you're back in the room. So <laughs> let's dive into this. Sean, tell us about yourself. So you're you're a keynote speaker. You're the founder of Silver. Uh, is it now? Correct me. Is it Silver Drip or is it Silver? I see different yeah. things going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give you I'll give you the background on that. So. Uh, yeah, my name is Sean Canungo. You know, I've spent the last uh, 12 years at Deloitte. Um, I was in their digital and innovation group out west, uh, leading a lot of innovation initiatives. So, you know, I'm really immersed in in the technology um, ecosystem. What we helped to do at Deloitte was we either um, help organizations with exponential technologies or we set up new uh, vent- innovation ventures for them, or we help. Um, organizations sort of embed innovation capabilities within their teams. Um, I left them in January because I was so um, I was so passionate, so um, uh, so excited about the voice day space that i actually i actually left my career uh to focus um in this space and i'm really excited about it uh, we created a company called silver where we're helping organizations enterprise organizations uh really adopt a voice and um it's called silver and it and the reason why it's silver drip com is because um, to be honest with you we couldn't get silver.com that actually is owned by a, um, a, uh, a, uh, a, a uh, I think if you want to trade silver, like right. the currency, yeah. then uh, then I think that's their own by that. But one day we will we will hopefully get <laughs> silver.com. So, it
1: sounds like an expensive domain, not silver.com.
0: I haven't put in the request yet. I actually started to put in the uh, request for the Instagram account of silver, and that's how I started. I don't even know how much that is, let alone the domain. But <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's uh, it, we're working at it. We're working at it. See the beauty of you is you got V U X dot world. Exactly. Like, I don't that that is actually that's fantastic. That's a great that's a great pickup. To be honest with you,
1: <laughs> it's quite unusual as well. Vux, I think it's it's uh, although vux dot com is taken. I, I kind of want that just for the the bank, just for the, the kind of catalog. Um, but I hope. What we'll... what is
0: what is vux dot com right now?
1: Nothing. It's just sitting there. Um, okay. So yeah, it's something I need to. Uh, I shouldn't have said that. Actually, There's probably a lot of people out there now. who are going to want to go and buy it and sell it on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> actually, I'm going to go and go, to Eddie right now and buy it and resell it to, to, to you guys.
1: So tell us, tell us uh, a bit, a bit more about silver, then. So what, what kind of work are you working on that silver, and, and what does it do, do and what is it all about?
0: Yeah, so um, there's two pieces to what Silver is all about. Number one is we help organizations really um, adopt voice within their digital transformation strategy um, and, and, and really help them accelerate what they're doing in their organizations using voice. And the other thing is that, you know, we, we we also are a product development shop for ourselves and uh, experimenting on different types of, of um, apps. I call them apps. You, you know we're, we're primarily you know working in Alexa and, and creating skills. But uh, for most people who don't know anything about voice, I, I say apps because it's easy uh, for them to understand. So, you know, we're doing both. And in some of the things that we're working with organizations with from an enterprise standpoint is doing some really boring work. It's actually integrating with existing clients, things like Salesforce and and Microsoft Dynamics and ServiceNow and these big enterprise systems where you can actually get information uh, more quickly. Um, We have a wide range of clients right now that we've worked with. Like we've just started, so, you know, I've been fortunate enough to leverage sort of my brand and, and. the work that I've done at Deloitte to get some of these clients. Uh, But, you know, they've been all over the map. You know, we've worked with one real estate company where uh, we're helping them, old investors get information about the properties very quickly. Uh, We've helped uh, a couple of organizations just do those sort of of quick, simple uh, system integrations. Um, We're going to be working with a company right now to actually put it into their uh, hotels, uh, which will be really, really interesting because I know there's a lot of uh, privacy concerns around that. So we're just, um, going to be starting that process. Um, we haven't, we haven't, yeah, we, we, have been working with some really great clients. We have a pipeline of uh, amazing clients, uh, in the works as well. And, and, uh, it's crazy. I can't tell you guys that You know, with more and more people hearing about voice as the ecosystem grows, people are now starting to think more about the use cases of voice in their enterprise. And whether it's from a sales perspective or marketing perspective or from an IT perspective, um, you know, all these use cases are coming up. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's really remarkable. And, you know, even when I'm having conversations with people uh, just about their digital transformation, um, you know, I'm also identifying ways that, uh, you know, you can use voice uh, to accelerate what you're doing, and so I, I think people are. Just, I, it, it's it's such a, an amazing time to be in the space. It's still very very early, but uh, there's so much opportunity, and that's why you know I want to dive in the space and 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 really um, and grow a brand in this space.
1: So tell us a little bit more about these these uh, enterprise clients. And are, are, are these clients of yours approaching this from a uh, like a, a nice-to-have perspective? It sounds really cool. Voice is really good. Let's invest a little bit of innovation or R&D money into it, see what it goes. Or are they coming straight in at the business end and being like, look, I think we can get a load of efficiencies out of this. Help us kind of streamline what we do.
0: I, th- I think there's two pockets. And I, I think pe- um, certain clients are going at it in different ways. Uh, for some clients, they see it as a uh, a, a essential for, for their digital transformation strategy. I'll give you an example of this. Uh, one of our clients, uh, you know, the real estate client, for example, they have um, a number of old investors that, where they don't want the investors actually going into their systems and understanding the details around their particular properties and for those investors um, it is actually critical for them to know the information but they just they don't have the time they don't have the skill sets to actually navigate and use a complicated system and so a voice is actually an essential part of of them actually getting the information so i i would say for for example that use case I think it's really important. Uh, for other um, clients, um, it's more of a, a uh, it's more about experimenting with this type of technology. For some clients, they understand that this is going to be a a a powerful, well, they think that it's going to be a a powerful uh, technology, but they just don't know how to navigate. So it's starting at the edges, starting with really small problems like, you know, how can we get, um, how can we start our robotic process automation invoicing process by just speaking? And, and you know, people can just do that already, you know, within their system, but they want to start to experiment to see how they could actually use this use case um, across their organization. So I think it's a little bit of both. And, and um, to be honest with you, I don't really know myself. Like, obviously, I'm bullish about voice, and you guys are as well. But I, like, I also don't know where this ecosystem is going to go and, and how far it's going to go. So I'm just going to um, help clients on either way, whether it's really essential or whether just they just want to experiment with this technology.
2: And Sean, you were talking about some clients have that just a little piece that they want to start off with. If somebody was interested in adding voice, they go, voice is really cool. We know it's the future. We don't know what to do with it. Uh, And they wanted to start off with a little piece.
0: How would you recommend that they discover where they should start? Yeah. So, you know, so part of the process is people actually don't know um, where they should start, how they should start. Um, They don't even know within their organization, what are some really good use cases. So, um, in 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 many of our clients, what we have done is we've actually been sort of a fly on the wall, like taking a design thinking ethnographic research uh, standpoint, where we would literally follow people around for the day and just identify use cases where people are using it a lot. Obviously, as you guys know, talking to people in the space uh, a great use case if you're actually you know using a. Uh, um, a particular uh, use case a lot. For example, you're accessing a particular system for something a ton, or you're curate. You're trying to. Um, query a a particular system a lot. So, you know, we find in, in certain uh, roles, for example, within IT, you might be wanting to get into a system a ton, and that's a really great use case. And that is a, for example, getting into a CRM, and I'm getting really technical. And for those who've, you know, in the audience who are not too technical, but for example, if you want to get into your CRM um, and, and uh, update your CRM. Um, you know, it, it is owners for business development and sales professionals to actually update their CRM. So if you can say, "Hey, um, I just met Dustin. Um, he works at this company, and we'd like to add him to um, you know our CRM and include the details." It's just a lot easier doing it, doing that, and so. You know although you can already type that information in it is a little bit faster to do that through voice. It's not seamless yet by the way we've tried it and 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 the adoption has been has been a little bit it's not yeah i think i think i think we are still in the process of making that process better through voice we haven't hmm. we haven't really solved it yet
1: hmm. Are you in affairs do you think where um it's interesting because all, all of the sort of stats and studies out there show that if you get a smart assistant at home, as in a smart speaker at home, and you use it a lot more, then you tend to use your voice assistant in other areas. So you'll tend to use your mobile more, you'll tend to use your watch more. Um, but there was a thing that was out uh, fairly recently, which was on about how, how people might feel a little bit apprehensive about speaking in public. Um, so and for, for me, I think it's a bit like a, a selfie. You know, people used to hate having a photo taken. Now people take their own photo <laughs> and post it all over the internet, like out in the open. Um, so I think it, it'll, it'll get to a point where it's completely natural. But I'm, I'm particularly interested in the enterprise side from a from a user's perspective, the users within the organisations who are using it. Is it that... Um, the solution maybe requires uh, a little bit, of kind of a little bit of iterate, and to get it to a point where it's a bit more seamless. Or is it? Do you think that people are a bit apprehensive about openly just speaking to technology?
0: Hundred percent. So, um, I mean, most of the people that I'm talking to, I'm in Canada, by the way. So we are not as mature potentially um, in respect, you know, comparatively to other regions. And so, for many people here in Canada, like for example, an Alexa device, they've only had it for ten months here. Like most people, don't even have them in their homes, let alone um, in their office. So it's a completely foreign um, a thing for people to actually speak to a a a, a smart device. And um, you know, obviously, people have used Siri, and, and most people don't like Siri. And so it is a it is a new behavior that people um, still have not even created yet in the enterprise. Um, what we have noticed is that it's still not part of the behavior in the enterprise in business. I'd love to say that it is, it's not. Um, and mostly because most people don't even have in their homes yet. So it's, it's a bit of a slow adoption. And the other piece is that, um, it's funny because we, we we did a use case where we put it in an, into a particular office. Um, and this was actually at um, accessing a particular system. And, um, you know, somebody would somebody would say, hey, Alexa, open up the particular system. And then literally everybody in the office would stop <laughs> like, the entire office would go silent. And so it's kind of interesting if you put a device in an open environment, It, it, it it's like pe- everybody is waiting for the response or pe- people are trying to be polite. And it, it, it's a really weird behavior. And so for many people. And then what we've done in our trial cases is actually put it in people's offices with the door shut, and so that it's not in a in a in a you know in the office wide open so that anybody can uh, use it. I, I don't know if we figured that out yet. And also, there's security and privacy considerations around that, right? If you don't want particular people accessing a, a system, um, you know, wide out in the in the open no now we haven't connected to for example payroll systems but that's a huge implication you know what if you could say hey um um hey alexa what's um what's dustin's uh salary uh right now like the, you know and you're doing that in the open there's so many security and privacy implications um around it so i think the safest thing at this point is to actually keep it in an office and um and uh and and so that it's it's more of a one on one thing, I mean this ecosystem. Like you guys had this uh, great uh, podcast about you know all the innovations that happened, like this week uh, or last week around Amazon and the announcement that they made. I mean, there's so many things that came out of that. For example, like um, uh, Whisper, right? Now you can actually. Um, uh, you know, be a little bit more quiet to talk with, with Alexa, which will be huge implications for the enterprise. I mean, if you can imagine, you have used huge, um, you know, tons of people in the office and it's so loud. I think the whisper um, uh, um, feature is going to be amazing. There's also hunches, so at, uh, they came out with this idea that you can um, that it will guess certain uh, 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 use cases. I think they, I think the use case that they talked about was, um, for example, if you are you know, going to sleep and you're, you're talking to Alexa, they'll say, um, you know, have you locked your door or have you, you know, you've left your front porch on, you know, from an enterprise perspective, you know, there's there's massive impl- implications around that too. And and uh, uh, providing hunches, for example, if you are starting an individual voicing process and um, – um, just understanding the different nuances around that particular invoice is like, do you want to send it today or do you want to send it tomorrow, or um, uh, should we? You know, there's just there's so the hunches piece actually opens up complete floodgates. I haven't e- we haven't even thought about it yet. It's unbelievable. Not to mention also, I'm going on a tangent, but Salesforce also came out with Einstein Voice. And they also partner with Siri, and um, not only is that cannibalizing, you know, some of the market, sh- you know, some of the market that we want to capture around connecting Alexa with Salesforce, um, but you know, there's going to be an entire ecosystem actually created around Salesforce, Salesforce Einstein Voice, Siri. Like, guys, this is this is I, I to be honest with you, I don't know if you guys feel like this, but sometimes I feel overwhelmed because there's so much activity happening. The space is is accelerating so quickly that I can't even keep up with everything that's happening.
1: Mm. It is. It's going completely rapidly. That's, that's why we kind of wanted to start the rundown is because it's just, everything's happening so quickly that it's, you know, it's very easy to miss everything.
0: You know, it's, it's, I'm really curious from your guys' standpoint, because, you know, I I know a lot of your, um, a lot of your podcast guests have been um, predominantly B2C or or in the home i'd love to understand from your guys's perspective maybe this opportunities and implications when it comes to enterprise i i see you guys as experts so i'd love to get your sort of insights around this
1: for me i think it, it's it's kind of it's a little bit under the radar at the moment i think and i remember when we spoke to bob stolzberg of voice xp one of the things that that his big kind of takeaway was security essentially you know everyone's worked with an IT department before and IT departments are security first most of the time you know certainly in in government and it's 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 kind of a I think it's on the one hand there's, there's a security side of things where people are a little bit apprehensive possibly but on the other side I think that there's another two things one is that in in general it's very difficult to bring new ideas into and a big corporation unless it's your role to do that you know a grassroots kind of movement with this technology is never going to cut it because it needs to be cross-organization it needs to be into your core line of business systems to provide real value um and then on the, the other thing i think it's, it's a little bit about what i was mentioning around um just usability and, and comfort and, and being kind of comfortable speaking to stuff out in the open whilst that work i think that's that's another barrier i don't know what your, what your thoughts are justin
2: yeah, I think, you know, the interesting thing is the the B2C side always gets, whether it's in voice, whether it's in anything, that's where it gets a lot of press. That's what, you know, people talk about at the bar, et cetera. But then you go to San Francisco and the Salesforce Tower is what, one of the largest uh, buildings in downtown San Francisco. And so you look at that and you go, OK, whoa, this is this is a big deal. And so I think you're right that the Salesforce announcement is huge think it it's going to take a lot of people by surprise. If you've never worked with a sales team very closely, you have no idea just how much Salesforce has its tentacles and everything. And you can, I think in a lot of ways with every industry, again, you have sort of two choices. You have, uh, you can get sort of fame and sexiness and maybe a lottery ticket at a huge uh, payday. Or you can go to the B2, B2B side where no one's going to know who you are. You're going to uh, sort of oil every day, but you're going to make a lot of money doing it. So
0: uh, I think you got to choose which way you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, one of the challenges that I'm having, and I, I'd love to hear your guys' standpoint, is actually trying to, we're, we're trying to do two things here, right? We're trying to help organizations adopt voice. But that at the same time, people have no idea what voice is all about. And so I, I, I feel we are sort of at the point where like when the Internet started or when the smartphone just came out, where, where if you had an Internet company and you had a particular product or service, you had to not only sell the product and service, but you'd also have to sell the Internet and the promise of the internet and the future of the internet. And um, I think this is where we're at, at voice. So it's actually a very difficult um, thing because, you know, I'll talk with uh, CIOs, CEOs about voice. They'll be like, like, what do you mean, Siri? Like <laughs> that's the first thing that comes up. I said, no, like this technology is actually getting exponentially better. And uh, not only are big brands adopting it, but, You know, from a BDB perspective, this is actually a way to accelerate your digital transformation. And so I'd like to talk about that a little bit more, too. But but this is the piece that people need to be starting to get around how does voice actually play? a part in your digital transformation. Mm.
1: So on that then, for, for the people who are listening who may be um, you know, working within an organization, maybe as a, as a designer, researcher, developer, you know, might not necessarily be the one calling the shots, and also for people on the agency side who may well be in a position to influence decision makers... Um, what's the sort of angle on that then i appreciate i think that's a really good analogy in terms of you've got to sell the product offering in terms of here's what we can actually build for you and deliver for you but then also the the concept of voice in general what's the you know for the people listening if they're if they're trying to win someone over trying to convince (laughs) someone of of what the value is in this thing what what's the sort of typical kind of angle for for
0: you you know what what i always say is that um Especially when it comes to business, um, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we see within enterprise is that everybody is locked in their particular systems. Like you walk into an office and everybody is in a system. They're on their computer. They are um, – th- th- that's what people are doing. Listen, nobody went into business uh, to be in a system. Nobody wants to start a business and say, oh, I'd love to just be in Microsoft Dynamics all day. The whole point about business is to actually connect with your customers, with your stakeholders, your partners, to make more stuff, to, um, uh, to grow Not to be locked in their systems. What voice helps you do in combination with other technologies – I'm not saying voice is the ticket. I'm saying voice plus things like artificial intelligence, like robotic, robotic process automation, RPA, like other things is the gateway drug. To getting your stuff done faster so that you are actually not spending time within your systems doing copying pasting doing reporting and retrieving information looking up information this is where most of the time is spent within enterprises and these are all the things that we should not be doing in business this is not what what we're designed to do as human beings is to to, is to do this kind of stuff We're, we're here to actually you know build relationships and make stuff and 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 That's what that's what business is all about. And um, I think voice is another piece of removing um, the the uh, the things that we don't need to do at work um, and and focus doubling down on the things that actually matter. Um, I'll give you a simple example of this. um, you know, I'm really excited about the multimodal um, experience combining voice with with visual. I actually think that this is going to be a more powerful uh, piece than just voice, just the voice device the um, in the office, um, because a lot of the times people within um, the office are sitting down and they're sitting down with their laptop and they have. Um, um, I so so I think. Having, for example, the new Echo Show that came out, which is which it looks absolutely beautiful. I don't have it. I have the old um, um Echo Show. I also have an Echo Spot. Um actually creating that as a second screen where you can actually access your system, access information more quickly, um, is going to speed up business so quickly. For example, let's say you needed to um get micro learning done, um, and you you were stuck in a particular um uh in your training, let's say you were stuck in. Oh, I don't know how to do this finance processing. Done. Well, you can say, Hey Alexa, can you get that finance pro- processing tutorial up right away? And so it's actually happening on a second scre- screen on your Echo Show. Um, and again, that's just you're not going into a system and trying to find the, the the tutorial. It's just speed, and this is why enterprises should think about voice in their digital transformation because it's speed. And as human beings, the one thing that I do know is that we love speed. We will push over our grandmother to get something done faster.
1: Um, tell us, uh, just briefly, you mentioned a couple of things there in terms of uh, combining voice with artificial intelligence and uh, robotic process automation. Uh, we, we can define robotic process automation first, just in case anyone who doesn't uh, know what that is. But then secondly, the follow-up question is, are you envisaging voice almost as a layer over the top of those systems that you said people are trapped into uh, all day? Or is there something more that will end up over time either replacing those systems? Or how, how, how do you see it fitting within the kind of architecture? Is it a layer over the top? Is it something deeper? Um, what are your thoughts But but. First, before that question, what is robotic process automation? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Let's, I get kind
0: of technical. Yeah. I get kind of technical. I appreciate
1: that's so, that's a that's, a, that's a, probably a quadruple-barreled question, but we'll start with the definition and then I can yeah, be Yeah, yeah, no worries. I like and
0: I, and listen, you know, part of the reason why I love your podcast and the fact that you and Dustin are so, you guys actually, you know, this is about. You're actually interviewing people who are practitioners and tacticians and actually talking to people about design and and the actual technology. And, and this is why I love it. So um, happy to describe. Robotic process automation is just dumb bots. It's kind of it, – if you actually look at the spectrum of cognitive um, technologies, RPA, robotic process automation, is at the lower end. It's, it's actually – a dumb bots automating existing processes, and so um, it's a little bit smarter than Decision Tree and and automation that way, um, and um, a lot of like a, ton, a lot of leading organizations, a ton of organizations are just discovering it and adopting it. Um, and I know, you know, at Deloitte, um, this was like this is probably the hottest. Um, practice for them is actually helping organizations adopt robotic process automation. Not artificial intelligence but RPA. So the, 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 that's why I bring up RPA a ton. And is that, um, is that
1: the... Because um, I've come across similar things before where, for example, you would... Um, almost like in something like Photoshop where you can record a routine and then it will whenever you want to run the routine it'll run that routine is that a similar kind of thing where you would you would record yourself putting this thing into that system and then that thing at that system and then from that moment on it would automate it itself
0: totally i mean i mean i mean there's a little bit more complexity but um it's ex- it's it's exactly that um idea um obviously you have to configure your processes so that 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 can happen it can also make um a little bit smarter decisions around, for example, if, if there's something that gets some stuck, it will help triage into a different process anyways, but yes, exactly. Go to Photoshop, video record. It will automate that process, um, even quicker. Um, so I, I don't want to be so, obviously I'm, I'm trying to evangelize voice and the future of voice, but I'm not naive that voice is part of the tool set for a digital transformation strategy. It is not a layer that sits on top. It is part of a digital transformation strategy, just like artificial intelligence and and, and other technologies are. Digital transformation, by the way, just to define it, is... Really, about how do you actually reimagine your organization using digital? Um, it's actually reimagining your business model or your customer experience or how you actually get that work done internally as well. Um, and, and technologies like Voice is a tool set that you could use to help you with all those different things, whether it's optimizing your customer experience, whether it's um, making your operations internally a lot faster, whether it's changing your, your business model in, in new ways. Um, I think it's part of the tool set to do that now um i if you actually look at every technology um today like some of the game changing technologies they're just a combination or i could say disruptive i would say disruptive companies they're just a combination of existing technologies i mean look at uber uber is a, a beautiful combination of different technologies gps marketplaces payments um Um, mobile, all these things coming together, creating a disruptive force known as Uber. I would say the same thing applies to voice. Voice will be the... If you combine it with other things, um, really can create some game changing companies. And I think there's this whole movement around voice first. Listen, I, I, I... I'm not I'm not uh, opposed to voice first, but I think if we actually think about how voice can combine with other technologies like things like blockchain, like things like uh, mobile and web and, and payments, um, now we're actually thinking about voice in a richer way. Because I think the way that a lot of people are thinking about voice today, and I I think this is how what's happening throughout history is, um, you know, when we went from – um like analog to digital. For example, if you were the newspaper industry, you thought about, well, um, how do I actually put my newspaper onto the internet? And so what they literally did was like copy paste the, 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 the newspaper onto the internet. Right. Um, And when you went from mobile, what a lot of people did is they put their website onto mobile, like just, they just Put it exactly like it. They didn't actually build a mobile experience or think about what the future of mobile could look like. I literally think that we're the same thing here with voice, where we're like, oh, how do you get an Uber? Well, we can get this faster through voice. And we're just taking the same business model, the same experience, and applying it to voice. But I think that um, when it comes to voice, if we combine it with other things, we still haven't even figured out what the future looks like this is why it's the most exciting space um in the world i always tell people that um the next billion dollar companies the next billion dollar industries will be built on top of voice i don't know is that, am i too bullish guys dustin kane what do you guys think uh, am i am I, am, I, am i sounding crazy that this is going to happen
1: i don't think so i think that i think over time i think that's that's where i think we'll end up to be honest i think the adoption is rising um you know quicker than smartphones um ever did and i think that you know it's just it's just a case of the users catching up but that's that's kind of what it is i think there's a lot of exciting stuff going on at the moment and is it is it quicker
0: than smartphones sorry i I...
1: smart smart speakers are selling faster than smartphones ever did as it stands at the moment um i did not know that i thought
0: it was i thought it was a little bit slower but no, I'm it, gonna
1: it, use this. Yeah, 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 I'll dig, out, I'll dig out the sauce. Uh, I used it on uh, on a talk I did the other week. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I I definitely think so. I think that yeah, I'm interested in in the combination of different technologies, which we which we can kind of get into. But Dustin, what what's your thoughts on on a billion dollar company being built on on a voice platform?
2: I don't know. It's if we're there's a number of ways to think about it. I think uh, if we're talking just on a voice-first platform just on Alexa, just on Google Assistant. I have a hard time seeing a billion-dollar company soon. Uh, Not to say it won't happen, but I don't see it happening soon. I think there's too much of a leap right now. But the way I think about voice, and Sean, you touched on this a little bit, is voice is just a mode, right? Voice is an input or it's an output. And so the next Uber, the next Airbnb, is going to have a voice component. Uh, It may not be voice only, uh, but it's certainly going to have a voice component and I think we're going to see where the majority of companies will have some sort of voice components because there will be things that work better through voice and you're going to want to free yourself of the shackles of a keyboard or a touch screen
0: and move to where where it's easiest for the customers. Interesting. Well, you know, it's funny. I'll tell you this, you know, I always tell this to people is that the reason why no voice is going to be a big thing is because everybody thinks it's creepy. (laughs) This is why. So like, if you think about every technology before it, if you think about the internet, you know, a lot of people said, well, we're not going to put our credit card online, right? People said, no way we would do that. And then everybody did. And then when mobile came out, people thought, well, I don't want this thing tracking me all day. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go to the, the mall and this thing tracking me. And then everybody got a smartphone and the same thing with voice, like 90% of the time when I talk to people who are, you know, 45 and up, they'll be like, um, I don't want this in my house because I don't want it listening to me, which is not, but this is the, this is, the, I don't know where we got this idea from and, you know, Everybody will eventually get this in their house and in their office. Um, and that's my point. So the reason why it's creepy, I love it. And uh, if you actually look at every technology, like um, air, like Uber, um, t- to tell somebody that some random stranger is going to pick you up from your house and take you to your destination, no one would do that. Same thing with Airbnb. Oh, you're going to rent out your San Francisco um, uh, apartment and, like, rent out your your couch? like. Like that's a great business model for a serial killer. So, <laughs> it like all these things. The reason why I know that's going to be big is because I always have these conversations that people think is it's I'm not going to touch it. It's too creepy. I love it.
2: Yeah, I think we've talked about this before, Kane. But I think this also comes at a a really good time, so to speak. And that uh, people are getting wary of their mobile phones. They're getting wary of the addictive, always on nature the flashing lights, the, the notifications, all that. And, and voice really is when you need it. Uh, and that's, I think, going to help the ad- adoption as well. People are going to go, this is a technology that works for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, guys, like the reason why I wanted to dive into this space was actually just seeing the behavior changes in my, in my daughter. Like my daughter's barely two. I mean, she just turned two. And she, she like her two words that she uses are Google and Alexa, and she knows that that device not only turns out the lights and gets us the weather and the traffic and you know gets her Moana, but it it actually will be the interface for for everything. It will be the interface for her checking her financial data, for her health data, for um, all these different things. And so for me, I see the behavior change. This is the hardest thing to change in technology is to actually get people to adopt. We've already seen it with young people. I've seen it with my mother who's 70 years old. Like she doesn't, she missed the tech, she missed the internet revolution. She missed mobile revolution and she uses voice a hundred times a day. So this is why I think it's going to be so powerful is that the behaviors have changed and the people that don't know about voice and they, they, they're skeptical about voice. This, they probably don't have the voice in their house. And, and, and once they start moving the muscle around voice, then they will get um, – uh, then they will start to adopt. I, guys, I have 100 um, Echo spots sitting in the office right now. I'm going to send it to the top um, 100 CEOs um, in Canada just for them to try it because I can talk about it all day. But unless they actually try it and see how quickly they can get stuff um, – then we can actually start to help them actually use this stuff within their enterprise.
2: Yeah. And I know sort of on that note, you talked about the future and, and what's going to happen with voice and, and silver is trying to figure that out as well, right? you have uh, silver lab and your recent hackathon?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know I can talk, I can talk a little bit about our hackathon. So, you know, part of the, you know, uh, when i when i started this i said you know part of the thing that we want to do is actually create our own products because we want to we we also want to be on the forefront of of this technology we also want to see um Uh, we also want to uh, continuously experiment and and get better as well Uh, recently we held a alexa hackathon Um, i live here in edmonton alberta in canada and uh, we brought a whole bunch of people who had nothing to do with voice but designers and developers and creatives young uh, smart people um, to figure out what the future of voice would look like so um we 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 gave them a little bit of a narrow. Uh, we gave them a couple different problems and a couple different use cases. Uh, not use cases, but they would have to come up with use cases. And um, you know, for the whole day, we had people um, you know hacking away. Um, uh, you know, some people got to using storylines. Some people didn't. Um, the winning hackath- the winning uh, team actually came out with an idea. It's called My City. And it was essentially a way of getting your uh, government services quite more quickly using voice. And, and we really thought, uh, the judges really thought that it was a really great use case because, um, listen, most municipalities are always looking for money. They're always saying, how could we do more with less? And um, they came up with a way of actually accessing government um, information and services using voice and um, they were starting with a really particular use case of, uh, of people accessing their system a lot, which are contractors and builders who are always looking for permitting um, information. And so um, they started with that use case. So we're actually in the process of building out the uh, proof of concept for them. Um, that was the whole not only did they get like Amazon, you know, Alexis, you know, uh, Echo Spots, but, um, you know, part of the part of it was we actually going to build the thing for them so that they can put it out in the world and say, you know, this is part of, you know, this is something that we were part of. And, and um, you know, if they become a billion dollar company, great. Uh, we just want to help. Um, you know, move the ecosystem along, and that's why we did that. And we we want to host more um, hackathons and um, and and just build the ecosystem. I think that's really really important uh, uh, in terms of you know what what we want to do is 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 rise everybody up. Hmm.
1: And tell us a little bit then about how you how you kind of, so I know that, you, that you've that you done a lot of, um, you know, speaking on this, a lot of evangelism kind of stuff on this. And it's obviously something that you're massively passionate about and these, the hackathons and stuff like that is, is uh, you know, the, the, all these kind of events are really well attended and stuff. And then I've seen some of the stuff you put on uh, Instagram and stuff like that look like a, a really good kind of event. I'm kind of curious about how you then will kind of take either that example of that of that municipality kind of skill or another example of another kind of voice project project that you've worked on what's the sort of process that you would go through to create this I mean you mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast the human centered approach and stuff like that. I'm wondering if we can delve into some of the some of the details in terms of how you would either take a product like that and kind of Get it to a point where it's ready for for market, if you like, or how you would approach the the design and iteration of voice experiences in general.
0: Yeah, so I, I think there's two parts to that. It is really the design piece and the distribution piece. So let me start with the design piece and, and talk a little bit about um um you know how we like to go about it. Um, you know, I I think I, I'm not I'm not so naive to say that voice. Uh, should be used everywhere or there's gonna be a, a billion use cases everywhere um, listen there's gonna be certain times where voice is um, more more useful than others and and um, when it's repeatable when it's when it's um, when it's uh, w- when there's a process that is a little bit more cumbersome that we can get through voice um, these are these are really really amazing use cases so um, you know one example is that we went to a government client, and they want to understand how to use voice. They actually didn't know how to use voice uh, or where to use voice. So I said, let's what let's 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 follow a, a number of your employees around for the day and discover where a voice could be really applicable. So, for example, uh, with one of the clients that we had, we actually got in this guy's truck. He's kind of like he does field surveys. OK, um, I, I actually think that's a really great idea. Um to not only follow people around at work, but also follow around people at home on the way to work, maybe they're on site, just to understand the context of why they do what they do. And so with the field inspector, um, they would actually, they would drive out um, to their particular location, uh, collect the information that they needed, and they would go back um, into their co- into their vehicle, and then type out all the information that they you know that they that they want to record into the system. They'd essentially do it twice, and sometimes they wouldn't be able to do it on site because it would be too cold. Um, I live in Canada, so it's 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 really cold <laughs> in Canada, and so a lot of people who are outside they don't want to be sticking out their phone, their iPad, their pen, and then doing that. And so, for example, in this specific use case, what we realized is that um, if we could really automate the process of entering the information in their car, um, not only would they have to go back to their their, their office and now type out all this information, uh, but they can actually do this more seamless, um, you know, back at the central office. They could get this information more quickly. They can make more real-time decisions because they would have the information at their fingertips. And um, um, that was the insight. Now, we weren't able to – we weren't able to actually create the prototype in their car. I think there's actually been some new announcements um, uh, that actually happened this week. This is why I get so. Um, <laughs> this is why there's always new announcements that are coming, and I'm, I'm like, and, and I'm like, I'm going back to our clients and saying, "This is this actually came out, and now we can do this." So, um, you know. We're trying to figure out a way to prototype that we can actually get more information uh, – we can actually enter information from this, from their car into their system in a seamless way. So th- th- that's just a very specific use case of literally following somebody around, understanding what they do and why they do it, and um, uh, designing a, a, a use case for them. And of course uh, that starts the process of, okay, so starting small, I think minimal viable product is always good. You know, how, how can we, how can we solve this tiny, tiny little problem with a small sprint and a small experiment and seeing how we can move the needle. Now, once we actually get into development, um, uh, I, I'm in Canada. They don't have Alexa for Business. So, we've been doing a hack around in order to create private skills uh, so for an organization so that I can actually prototype this within the office. It's complicated, guys. Like, this is what, yeah, it's. I wish I lived in the States because things would be a little bit easier. But, um, Alexa has come out for Alexa for Business where you can actually uh, try out private skills and, um, um, you know, Uh, rolling that out within an organization is still not seamless so we've just been trying to do some um, you know hack arounds to make that happen Uh, but um, yeah that's what we've been trying to do from a distribution standpoint for example for the municipalities um, I I, I think what we would like to do is um, for example in that case again start with a very small problem um, you know uh, test with a very small uh, use case of contractors and and people who want to get permitting done, and then and then roll it up from there. I, I I think a big bang approach will never work. I think again, starting small, small teams, small sprints, small use cases, small small groups of people testing it out is always the b- best way to go about it.
2: Yeah, Sean, what I what I think I'm hearing in this talk is between the, the avalanche of news, the the starting small, the you know, get a small use case first is that voice has grown so much over the past few years that you can no longer say, I build for voice. Uh it really does yeah. necessitate focusing. You have to be, I build for voice for municipalities or I I'm a voice designer, I'm a voice developer. Would you say that's that's accurate?
0: You know what? I mean, you, you said that you know it's been growing over the last you know year. It's been growing over last week. <laughs> um, I, I, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think what's really important is the The fact that it's growing so quickly is that you can't you can't get so romantic about what your specific skill sets are. You have to work with other people that are whether developers, they're subject matter experts. Um, you actually have to work more within an ecosystem as opposed to um, being a really great, um, you know, voices. Just a voice designer. I'll, I'll I'll give you an example of this. We, we have one client um, that we're going to be starting work with. It's more of like a it's more of an experiment prototype um, standpoint where they want to do voice assessments. Essentially, what they want to do is create a um, s- somebody speaks a particular language, and uh, we 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 would be able to grade them uh, based on their um, uh, based on their grammar and their, their nuances uh, through uh, a voice device. It's it's a bit complicated. I don't really know how we're going to do it. I don't know how we're going to do it. But what we've done is we've actually partnered with a, a really smart uh uh, team out of the University of Alberta, where they have uh, people who are experts in artificial intelligence, in NLU. Um, we have a design person uh, who is really amazing at voice experiences. Uh, we have another person who is a data scientist. And so we're combining all these people together to answer this particular problem. And I think that's the best way of actually going about it: is getting people from different disciplines and to answer a particular challenge. And I think that's the way that I think that's the way to go about future problems and understanding future use cases is bringing those types of people together. Um, I, I I hope that answers the question. I like it's it's moving so quickly. that I don't even know how to answer it to be honest.
1: I think it sounds it sounds as though I mean from that example you just said you're talking about you know I think Dustin I think what you're kind of getting at is that. You know there is so much stuff that, that that needs to be done and so much kind of things that are announced that actually you do need a, a multidisciplinary team to to deliver this kind of stuff and it's certainly you know from that example you give there sounds as though that's kind of the case um yeah so I was
0: gonna say one I was gonna say one more thing around this um you know I know amazon's philosophy is they want to enable voice everywhere. They want it to be ubiquitous. They want you to be able to walk through a shopping mall, walk through your house and be able to use voice everywhere. I think, um, you know, just like, you know, there's a, a number of years ago, I don't know if you remember, but a lot of people talked about internet of things and that everything would have a, everything would have data attached to it. You would, you would have a chair or a table and you'd be able to get data out of it. Um, I, I don't think that really happened, but I Um, there will be a time when you may be able to talk to your table, to your chair, to your, you know, to your, your, your glass of water. Um, I think it's, it's wild to think about this whole idea of voice everywhere um, will happen in some respect. And that's just going to open up the the floodgates around possibilities and opportunities and um um yeah just thinking about the space in in new ways just voice everywhere i mean everybody talked about data everywhere i think voice everywhere will i don't know when that will happen like maybe in 20 years but that might be a thing uh, that i would literally talk to the starbucks cup and say uh how much how much how hot is this thing or uh you know how much how much coffee do we have left like it sounds wild but
1: yeah i think that the the i mean there's the signs of i know that amazon are trying to get alexa everywhere and that's kind of you seen from the announcement the other week that it's you know they're, they're trying a lot of different things to try and get it in as many places as possible and you know i think that there's evidence as well on, there was a thing, the story uh, last week about Marriott Hotels rolling out Alexas in all of their hotel rooms. Um, so it's kind of getting to the point where, my, my kind of observations of what I was going to say um, in terms of uh, one of the points you made earlier on was that in, in uh, the UK particularly, there's some signs of development, some signs of things being launched, but there's a lot of people who are just interested a lot of brands who are just interested, it's perked their interest. It's kind of, you know, it's it's more of a consultancy space at the moment than it is necessarily a practical um, development space. But there are signs happening. You know, you've mentioned a few things of the work that you've been doing integrate with CRMs, and I know that Dustin and me had Bob Stolzberg on. He's talking about a whole lot of enterprise projects that he's working on. Uh, You see Marriott hotels rolling out, uh, customer-facing, you know, echoes and stuff like that. There's there's signs of it popping up in an increasingly kind of, in an increasing amount of places, isn't there? I don't think it's, it's probably a longer, maybe it's a longer thing for it to get to the point where absolutely everything's voice-enabled. But, I mean, those announcements from from Amazon last week, is probably, it's not that far away, really.
0: No, totally, totally. Listen, um, I know we're almost out of time here. And, and uh, you guys are talked to so many amazing people. Um, I'd l- what do you guys think the future of voice in the next five years looks like? Like, do you think that we're going to continue on this exponential scale? Do you think that, you know, we're going to have voice everywhere? Like, do you think there's going to be a billion dollar company like in the next five years? Where do you think this is gonna go? Because you know what's gonna happen in five years, I'm gonna go back to this <laughs> and go see if your predictions were right. So, so, uh, so go ahead. I'd love like to hear. it.
1: <laughs> go on, Dustin. I'll let you take that one first, and then I'll chip in after.
2: Oh, yeah. So you're you're gonna take a little bit more time to think. Eh? <laughs> well,
1: well, I, I did I did a talk about this last week, so I can go I can go first if you want.
2: <laughs> no, 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 that's all good. I I I mean, it's hard to say. I think what we're going to see is. The home certainly is going to be controlled more and more by voice. Everything that plugs in right now, you could conceivably think of as having some sort of voice input or voice output for sure. Uh, we're going to see a lot fewer keyboards, perhaps. Uh, we're going to really see that move towards voice as an input. And I think it's just going to be an everyday kind of thing, whether it's on mobile applications, whether it's in your headphones, wherever you are. I think people are going to get increasingly... Used to using voice as as one of those modes, and it's just going to be s- something that you need. You're going to need a website, you're going to need a mobile presence, and you're going to need voice.
1: My observations is is that I completely agree with that, and I think that there's a scale. So there's a scale of of user usership, I suppose. You've got light users, medium users, and heavy users. So we've got heavy users now you know, there are heavy users out there who are using more advanced functionality. The most advanced that these are able to offer at the moment, things like booking trains, things like, you know, uh, checking calendars and and doing the kind of the functionality bits, setting reminders, doing to-do lists, shopping lists, buying stuff. That's kind of like the, the heavy usership stuff. So On one hand, I think that that what you're going to be able to do in terms of capability is going to increase. And not only are you going to be able to just book one single fair train ticket, but you'll probably be able to do a hell of a lot more, you know, reserving seats and, you know, getting discounts and using rail cards and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, just more functions in general. But if you think about five years isn't a very long time, so you've got people now who don't Use voice whatsoever, so you're probably talking that there's still going to be people coming on stream if you like, probably still after five years, and and as we kind of go through the five years, the people who are getting uh, you know echoes for Christmas this year, they're probably going to be some a decent proportion of them might well be light users for the next year. You know, I got I got uh, an Echo a while back. I use it quite a lot, but I've noticed using other assistants more as well. So it's kind of my overall usership is, is enhanced. But I still probably, I'm probably myself not necessarily a heavy user. Some cases I am, some cases I'm not. So I think that on the one hand, you're going to see uh, more heavy users, obviously, with the and that are gonna require or expect more functionality. So that the whole platforms, the whole ecosystem is gonna need to be able to provide the ability to be able to handle more complex situations, I think. The multimodal thing is, is another sort of situation. Broadly totally. speaking in, in general, I think that the in terms of the actual adoption, you know, you were saying is it gonna tail off or whatever. I think that it's it's gonna completely continue to start skyrocket in my opinion. Because it's it's the first technology ever that's been able to target kids adults and older people and you don't have to train them on how to use it at all you know you've got both you've got essentially the entire population from when you can start speaking exactly. to when you pop your clogs <laughs> and the vast majority of them aren't aware of it but every single person who can speak and even people that, that can't necessarily speak due to uh, things like um voice it uh, that will probably roll out which helps people with speech impairments speak it, it can it can reach absolutely everybody so i think that. Broadly speaking, on a on a, on a bigger picture thing, it's it's just going to be a case of of adoption and increasing functionality for those heavy users. I, I reckon.
0: Okay, well, I I love those I love those predictions. I'll just make I'll just do one very simply. Um, in the next five years, there's going to be one company that will come up that now everybody will start to use, and it will be. On you can get it on uh, Google Assistant. You can get it on Amazon Alexa or whatever. Um, that one company will open up the floodgates to everybody else. To be honest with you, there's not that we have it. We don't have that one company. We don't have that one app. That game changing thing has not happened yet. That company will be a billion dollar company, and it will create the ecosystem around it. And that and and um, that's gonna happen. And it's gonna happen in the next five years. And and I uh, can't wait for it to see that.
1: My kid. Well, I'll set my reminder. Alexa, set me a reminder for five years time. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll do this again. Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Really, really enjoyed that conversation. Tell people where they can get in touch with you or, or follow what the work that you're doing with Silver or reach out to you and Silver if they're interested in, in working with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that I think the best thing to do is uh... Is you can find me, uh, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, I'm at Sean Canungo. Uh, you can find us on on Insta and Twitter at Silver Drip Voice. Um, um, and um, I think the best thing that you can do is before you find me, is please subscribe, pl- leave a re- ra- rating and review for these guys. These are, they're working their asses off, and uh, they would really appreciate it.
1: Fantastic, Sean. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, thank Thanks, you guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks.
1: That was Sean Canugo of Silver. Really, really interesting guy, Sean. Super passionate guy. I love the energy he brought to the podcast and I love you know his insights and his experience and some of the stories he's been telling. It's really, really interesting stuff. Um, on the enterprise side, it's it's it seems and it feels like early days, but again, on the consumer side, it also sometimes feels like early days as well. So I think that now is the time for, as Sean was saying, experimenting, prototyping, finding some use cases, making voice and trying to weave voice into a core part of your digital transformation strategy as one of the tools that you use amongst others. Um, So I I definitely think now is the time for for trying, now is the time for experimenting and and with the rest of the community, with the rest of the industry, we're all learning and we're all trying to push the envelope forward and Sean and Silver are doing a, a fantastic job. I will say, Follow Silver on Instagram. That is the that is the one thing I would absolutely say. If you're not in a position to reach out to them for work, and if you if you you know if you're not kind of involved in in the enterprise side, at least follow Silver on Instagram and Sean because uh, he is he is a really really good speaker. the post clips uh, and inspirational kind of stories about voice all the time. So do do uh, do do that do 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 that (laughs) thank you sean again for joining us thank you dustin as well for co-hosting and as ever boys and girls thank you all for listening until next time see you later